All right, everybody, here we go. Next chapter in our story, Ungifted by Gordon Corman, chapter 12. This one is called Unrockin' by Chloe Garfinkel. Hypothesis. I have the perfect wardrobe for milking cows. No, that was more than a hypothesis. It was cold, hard fact backed up by the pathetic reality of the contents of my closet. Also, feeding chickens, pulling weeds, and driving a combine harvester and other farm chores. What I didn't have was anything to wear to the Valentine dance. It wasn't exactly a shocker. Sad to say, I'd never been to anything like this before. Almost 14 years old, and the only real party I'd attended was the kind where your parents are there, and you have to waltz with your cousin, the bow-legged one with the giant Adam's apple. Don't get me wrong, I was psyched. I was beyond psyched. To me, this was far more than another school shindig we'd been invited to crash. This was a chance for us to prove an important hypothesis in front of the staff and students of the biggest middle school in town. Hypothesis. Being gifted doesn't automatically make people social outcasts. True, some of us were social outcasts. Noah Euclid came to mind. But regular schools had those too. We were no different from the rest of humanity, and we were going to show that we were every bit as capable of having a good time, all thanks to Donovan Curtis. Obviously, I understood that Donovan hadn't made any of this happen directly. He couldn't possibly have destroyed the Hardcastle gym, forcing them to move the dance to ours. Nobody was capable of shaping human events like that. Yet the minute he'd walked into Oz's classroom that day, I knew things were about to change. I could feel it in the air, smell it in the wind. Of course, that might have been the sulfur fumes from the chemistry lab down the hall. It was almost as if the gods of normal had sent us their messenger as a sign that our geekdom was coming to an end. Donovan was almost too normal. I'd heard the rumors around school about an unqualified kid at the academy. It wasn't hard to identify this newbie who didn't have what it took. It might have been just gossip. Some of us were so hyper-competitive that it killed us to admit anybody else could be the real deal. From what I had seen of Donovan, though, there might have been an element of truth to the gossip. It pained me to say it. I liked him a lot, and he'd made a huge contribution to our robotics team, in spite of very limited knowledge of the subject. Best of all, he'd found a way for us to fulfill our human growth and development requirement, something that helped him not at all. He was doing it purely for us. He was wonderful, but was he gifted? I wanted to believe it. I tried so hard, yet in my heart of hearts, I knew the answer. Back to the matter at hand. What to wear? The only guidelines from the school stated that attire couldn't be inappropriate. That meant no t-shirts with bad language, torn jeans, or miniskirts that could double as headbands. One look in my closet told me that My entire wardrobe was inappropriate. There was nothing that would get me in trouble with the teachers, but everything was so drab. My shirts were all plaid, which doesn't exactly scream party, unless there's a lumberjack theme. I finally settled on the dress I had worn to my Aunt Julie's wedding. It was definitely over the top for a school dance, so I made it more casual by adding a plain black cardigan. I considered wearing sneakers instead of the fancy shoes that went with the outfit, but I couldn't tell if the combination would be funky or just plain stupid. I went to the Academy for Scholastic Distinction, not the one for Fashion Sense. Makeup was the next hurdle. 
I thought back to those girls in the mall, the ones hanging out with Donovan and the two boys named Daniel. They had been wearing tons of makeup. It looked great on them, but I, if I tried it, for sure I'd paint myself up like Bozo the Clown. In the end, I opted for light mascara and a hint of blush. My complexion can be a little pale from too much time in the library. You look so beautiful, my dad declared emotionally. Hypothesis. The compliment loses credibility in direct proportion to how closely related you are to the speaker. We headed for school. There was a traffic jam on the circular drive. Kids were swarming from all directions, alone and in groups, arriving by car, bike, skateboard, scooter, and on foot. The academy was small, but Hardcastle Middle had 900 students, and it looked like this was going to be a huge turnout. I felt a renewed buzz of excitement, followed by a severe bout of anxiety. By the time we got to the front door, I already knew that my outfit was totally wrong. Most of the girls were wearing either jeans or short skirts with sneakers or sandals despite the cold weather. In the end, though, nothing could overpower my exhilaration. Now, barely a few months shy of eighth grade graduation, I was attending my first middle school dance. I finally had an answer for all those people who said, get a life. I was getting one. Amazingly, I made it into the gym, attracting only a few strange looks, so I guess I wasn't as overdressed as I had feared. The place was about a third full, and kids were pouring in, chattering happily, ready for a good time. The decorations caught the eye first. I don't want to be unkind, but they were really lame. Hearts and cupids, lots of streamers, pink, red, and silver everywhere. Hardcastle had done the whole setup. If they had put us in charge of it, I'm sure we could have come up with something a little more creative. But maybe that was the point. Hypothesis. Not everything needs to be measured by gifted standards. Tonight was supposed to be about kicking back and cutting loose a little. Too bad I was doing it in a dorky party dress. The music was loud, really loud. Feel it in your molars loud. People were already dancing. Another problem, I didn't know how to do that either. Not that they were doing it anyway. <clears throat> Hypothesis. The scientific method applies to everything, dancing included. In other words, if I studied it hard enough, I could catch up. I only saw a few kids from the academy, mostly because they seemed to be hiding. They lurked in corners or in the shadow of the DJ booth. The way they goggled at our guests, you'd think we had been invaded by Huns who, present, who were presently sacking the school. The Hardcastle kids were brasher than us, wilder and more confident. The boys were a lot more physical. At any given time, 40% of them were engaged in shoving one another, and they outnumbered us 10 to 1. I spotted Oz right away. He wasn't with the other chaperones. He circulated among his own students, urging them to mingle. He would have had a better chance getting Abigail to impale herself on a fence post. I caught her attention, and she gave me a beseeching look, the kind you turn on the helicopter pilot who's coming to save you from drowning, trying to set a positive example of the sort of host's Oz expected us to be, I turned to the boy standing next to me and said, Great turnout. Are all the Hardcastle parties this crowded? He didn't hear me. The pounding beat was so loud that my words died less than an inch from my lips. I repeated it, shouting this time. He shot me a smirk and I leaned in to catch his reply. You getting married in that dress? And before I could answer, he was yanked away through the crowd by a group of friends. Hi, Chloe. The voice wasn't any louder than mine, but its piercing quality cut through the music like a fire siren. 
If I was worried about being improperly dressed, Noah took all that pressure onto his slender shoulders. His outfit defied description, but in the gifted program were encouraged to try. He was shirtless, his upper body covered only by a sparkling sequin vest. His pants were black tights, which made his skinny legs even skinnier. You couldn't see much of them, no, because he had on knee-high red leather boots that must have weighed 30 pounds each. It was a miracle he could even walk. Mirrored sunglasses concealed his eyes, and his unstylish brush cut was covered with a red do-rag. I was horrified. Noah, what are you wearing? I borrowed the boots and the vest from my mom, he enthused. When the angel of death bought Kid Nitro at the Royal Rumble, this is just like what he wore. Yeah, but this is a dance, not a wrestling match. He shrugged. Oz said we had to dress up. I had no answer to that, but I sure wanted to be there when Oz got a gander at what Noah thought dress-up looked like. Hypothesis. As a space fills with people, the air inside warms, approaching 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit, the body temperature of the crowd. I began to regret my cardigan. I was going to be sweaty, not just overdressed. It was getting really packed, to the point where glimpses of the floor were rare. Lost in the wall-to-wall students, I was no longer able to survey the entire party. Instead, I'd catch the occasional familiar face amid the forest of heads and shoulders. I located Luttrell by the back wall. It seemed like Oz was working on him to ask someone to dance. Kevin and JC were hanging together for mutual support in this alien environment. I thought I saw Donovan once, but it turned out to be somebody else. Maybe he wasn't going to show up. All my nervousness returned in in any icy wave. There was something isolating about being smothered by strangers, even in a familiar setting like your own school gym. As the crush tightened around me, I felt myself swept along with the movement of the crowd. I was afraid at first until I recognized the strange combination of motions that pushed me back and forth. Dancing! As far as I could see in every direction, bodies gyrated, heads were thrown back, hands swayed through the air. I tried to bulldoze my way out of the group, but flailing arms and swinging hips jostled me. I kept stumbling, but there was more to it than that. I was stumbling in perfect time to the music. I raised my hands and moved my feet, following the pounding bass. Hypothesis. Intentional or not, movement to a beat equals dancing. I risk a furtive glance at my neighbors. No, what do you think you're doing, glares? No gathering lynch mob. I cranked up the energy level, rollicking at light speed. I, Chloe Garfinkel, of the Academy for Scholastic Distinction, was one of the crowd, letting it, letting it all hang out at a major middle school bash. This was the greatest night of my life.